Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast, it is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have for your life and what next steps will you take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to this podcast. We have a lot of first-time listeners, if that is you. Welcome to the room. Welcome to the show. And if you like what you hear, I invite you and everybody to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, many of you already have. The growth is uh, happening month after month, episode after episode, all because of you. So thank you. Now, our guest this week, I cannot wait for this interview. I can't wait for you to meet Ben Smith. Now, Ben, he is a fitness and nutrition coach. He's an entrepreneur. He's an Army veteran, mental health advocate based in L.A. He has more than a decade working in health and fitness, and he's led programming at at strength training gyms in L.A. and developed online training for high-performing individuals all over the world. And he currently, he travels the globe as a performance coach for clients in the music industry. Fascinating discussion in the interview. And Ben leverages his platform to promote holistic mind-body wellness by candidly sharing his own experiences along the way. Now, what are you going to learn? A lot. But if I didn't narrow it down to just a couple of things, first, you're going to learn about how simple steps in the area of health and wellness can make a long-term difference. Second, if you have a goal of being a 70-year-old or 75-year-old who is strong and vibrant and in the game, Ben's got some tips for us that will help us get there. And so now you've waited long enough. Ben Smith is here. Episode 62 is queued up. Here, everyone, is Ben Smith. Ben, welcome to the podcast. It's good having you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, to dive in today. Well, Ben, you heard a little bit of my introduction of you and the way <laughs> I, I served you up. Uh, look, I know you're a performance coach, a mental health advocate, uh, yeah. entrepreneur. There's probably a few other things there, but how would you describe yourself as far as what is it that you do and are doing with your life? Wow, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I'll take some time to reflect to really think yeah. of a good answer. No, I think um, I think at the moment, my job or my goal um, as a coach or as an advocate for anybody, you know, going through whatever they might be going through is to um, be someone who's there to help them take the next right steps in their life. Um, that could be fitness, nutrition. It could be, you know, something in relationship or professionally. Uh, you know, my my work doesn't just span the reps and sets and loading inside the gym or what it is that you're putting in your mouth. But uh, but I really feel excited about my opportunity to help shepherd people um, into things that might be scary. Um, and it at the moment just happens to be a lot of fitness, but that's uh, that, that's where I, that's what I feel called to do. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Sounds like you're not locked into one thing. I, I think you sounds pretty fluid. Fluid. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. I'll go back. I think it sounds pretty fluid. And I think that's that's admirable. This is a journey, and depending upon the season of your life and what you feel called to do, you yeah. go there. And it sounds like that's where you're at, huh? It's uh, it's a really interesting thing. But you know, when you open yourself up to possibility and you kind of let your soul or your calling guide you, um, you know, things just start to materialize in the way that they're supposed to. Um, I've become a huge believer in just allowing things to to happen and, uh, you know, think or believe that everything is going to work out the way that it should. And I and I think that you do yourself a disservice if you think otherwise. And so I've kind of just, for lack of a better term, stumbled my way into um, the work that I do now. And I'm excited for it to change. And I'm excited for it to evolve and, and become something better or different later. So what are some of those experiences that have prepared you for this uh, before being um, what you're doing now? Yeah. yeah. What, what were you doing before? Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I grew up in, uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm a Midwest, right. Midwest guy. Um, I played sports my whole life. And then when I turned 18, I joined the military. And uh, so I went and I went to the United States Military Academy, graduated, commissioned as an officer, and then served active duty for about six, <clears throat> excuse me, about six years. Wow. When I, when I left the army, um, I had this incredible experience. I, I call it incredible. Now it was a, it was a terrible experience for me transitioning out of the military, trying to find a new life. Um, you know, you leave a career that you expect to spend your whole life doing, or the majority of your adult life doing, and then, you know, things changed. And so I stepped out of the military, out of that leadership role, um, and into my life as a civilian. And that transition was, was, um, an incredible opportunity for me to find something new. I'd been coaching for a long time. Um, I'd worked as a personal trainer, as a strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, as a mentor coach and advocate for my soldiers throughout my time in the army. And then I just decided to take a job as a personal trainer mm-hmm. through that process. It evolved into, um, we'll call it for lack of a better term, a celebrity coaching business. I was working with mostly film and television personalities. And then through that, uh, it evolved into me coaching other professionals in my industry. And, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, if you start to work with people who do the same thing as you, you open yourself up to like not only them and their expertise, but also the people that they work with and their networks. And it just started to grow and grow and grow. And I'm in like the best place in the world for a fitness <laughs> professional. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Um, and so my work with film and television personalities expanded into music. And so now um, I own and operate a holistic wellness coaching business. I call it performance coaching, but I tour with musicians on the road and bring a little bit of that regimented military structure. Um, And then also the things that I uh, love the most, which are not just the training and the nutrition, but the mindset and the self-regulation work. My, My biggest thing for the people that I work with and my biggest challenge to myself is to learn how to self-soothe and self-regulate. Hmm. Um, I think it's the greatest skill any human could possess. And, uh, and so my mission is to help people see that they themselves are capable of, of controlling their own emotions and the way forward. That's cool. Well, that's very, high, very much higher purpose. Uh, we're going to dive into that here in just a moment, but uh, thank you for your service. You're, you're in the army yeah. for six years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So a previous episode, uh, we had Dan Fielding on, and I'm not okay. sure if you've heard that episode, but he is a former Green Beret, and now he awesome. does security and uh, for Kid Rock. Fascinating discussion. But part awesome. of what he was relaying was, and I've, I'm not a veteran, so I don't I don't pretend to understand it. But he was yeah. talking about was when you're in the military, you with this true this band of brothers where you are, you know, you're you're just so close and you go yeah. through so much, but then when you come back into civilian life, you, there's really nothing to replace that camaraderie. There's a, there's a gap there. And yeah. what was that transition like for you and how did you deal with it? Yeah. So, um, leaving the service for me was challenging. I let, I decided to leave a lot of my close friends stayed in. Um, so that's, you know, one aspect, that family, that familial nature of the people that you're surrounded with, you know, kind of go away. Um, I also left a relationship that I expected to last forever. I mm-hmm. moved across the country and then started a job um, in a city that I couldn't afford. So it was like all of these factors coming together. I think for me, the army was an interesting or my military experience was interesting because, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't have an understanding of the, uh, my, like I talk about, you know, self-regulation or my ability to manage my emotions now, you know, almost five years removed from military service. 
I didn't have an understanding of what I was experiencing, what I was going through. A lot of my, um, you know, most traumatic or most stressful situations, I would dissociate. And so, um, you know, outside of loss of camaraderie, it's like I lost my ability to put myself into my service. Um, I hope that that makes sense, but it's like yeah. I, my entire identity was surrounded around this job and you uh -huh. aren't what you aren't what you do, right? Like you as an individual are not what you do. And so I would throw in, in times of great stress, I would throw myself into my work. I would throw myself into, you know, the greater good I'm serving this greater mission. And I would, and I lost my own identity. Um, I lost my own, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't know who I was, which mm -hmm. was interesting. And so that transition out, not only a loss of, of camaraderie, a loss of friendship, a loss of purpose, but also like, I'm now learning who I am as an individual and as a person. And I like, it was too much for me to handle, uh, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been on quite the journey and you've now you're doing this, <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting this now toward other things and helping others in their wellness journey. You brought yeah. up, you brought up the music industry yeah. and, and, um, again, I, I don't know a lot about it, but here's the conventional wisdom. Come on now, uh, Ben wellness and the music industry. When I, when I watch, you know, when I go watch live performances on tour, I always look at these, these guys and I say, how do they do it? How are yeah. they going from city to city to city? And of course, the, the other trappings of going on the road with the stories of alcohol and drugs, et yeah. cetera. So uh, you've got to, this, you've got to reconcile that for me. How does wellness fit into the music scene? Yeah, I'm blessed because the people that I work with, I work with a group called Rufus DeSoul. They're my main uh, client. Some of my closest friends, we do, they play oh. electronic dance music. Um, we've been touring now, you know, I've been with them for just over three years at this point. We've been touring a lot, majority of the time, um, ever since COVID ended. But there's been this massive shift inside of music. Now, I'm not the one that's driving this, you know, I just happen to be in service of the greater mission. But, but uh, there's been a massive shift where people started to realize it's, like you said, not sustainable. It's not sustainable to play a different show in a different city every single night. And what's most interesting is like there's different layers here, right? So if you're like early starting out, you're like bare bones, bootstrapping this thing. So you're like probably in a van. The sleeping conditions are <clears throat> sleeping conditions aren't great. Yeah. Food isn't great. And so there's that stressor, right? But then you reach a level of success where it's almost inverse uh, in, in the exact opposite way. Uh, you have access to everything. Wow. And so, and so like, you know, your time is being pulled in all different directions. You, you know, need a drink, you, you need this, you need that, you need any sort of thing to distract you from the stress of your life. You know, wow. that's all available to you also. And so um, in an equal and opposite way, both ends of the spectrum are equally as stressful, equally as chaotic. Um, I'm incredibly lucky, like I said, that my work just happens to align with what this specific artist needed. But since we've begun working together, there, it's so interesting to see how many other artists are doing the exact same thing. Really? You know, you know, choosing meditation over drinks after the show or choosing, we do, we love ice baths and breath work. So it's like, we choose an ice bath over the, the over the party, um, which has been such a cool, it's been such a cool opportunity for me as a practitioner and as a coach and somebody who believes in this to see people that you might not expect to feel the same, right. feel the same as you, which is so cool. That has to, that has to just feel so good. You know, I follow you on Instagram as do yeah. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of other people, but sure yeah. enough, I saw an image of you uh, backstage. It looked like in this plastic <laughs> big bucket of ice. What is it? What are the yeah. benefits? I mean, I've, I've heard about it, but what are the benefits yeah. of, of ice, ice bath and, and breath work? What, yeah. what do we need to know? 
So ice and breath have become, you know, hot topics in, uh, in the wellness space, uh, especially here in Los Angeles and other big cities. Um, you know, you can look at it as layers, right? So like on the most, at the most basic level, you know, aids in muscle recovery. So I'm training hard. I need some help getting my body prepared to train again later. Ice is an incredible tool. Uh, heat conduction is different inside a cold tub than it is anywhere else. So you're like, you know, cooling the muscles, aiding in recovery, ready to train again. There's additional benefits with improved health for your immune system, you know, better sleep, all these other things. Uh, I come from it from a mental health perspective. Okay. Um, so I look at someone who suffers with ADHD, depression, anxiety, all these ailments. A lot of them are contributed to by the fact that I might not have as much dopamine as my in my system as others. So the ice bath is an incredible way to increase dopamine production, maintain high levels of dopamine across my day, and then have a gradual decline in dopamine, uh, you know, towards the end of my day. So I liken it, you, we talk about music or, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, potential downfalls of musicians, you know, getting into, into drugs. I myself, uh, am now sober from, from alcohol and drugs. So, so Congratulations. Uh, that's part of my work. Thank you. That's part of my work coming up on two years now. And, All um, right. and, uh, so I talk about it like cocaine, like using cocaine, right? Like you get this incredible spike in dopamine and then you get this massive crash and it goes not back to baseline, but below baseline. And yeah. so ice baths are like my new, my new cocaine. Um, I get this incredible spike, a similar spike in dopamine. I get to ride that wave for the rest of my day or for several hours following. I get to be a productive contributing member of society. And then I don't get this massive crash and it's sustainable. I think there's a theme throughout the work that I do, not only with the musicians, but with the people that I coach, uh, you know, in person or online uh, in other contexts, or even with myself, it's like, we're looking for sustainable measures to improve wellness over the long term. Wow. I want to, I want to continue to improve for the rest of my life. You know, I want to be 70 years old and still taking active steps to be the best, you know, version of myself. That's cool. Well, you are definitely tapping into something in our, yeah. I dare you podcast audience. You're, you're speaking their language. I can tell you, yeah. um, but congratulations on two years. That is fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. March 28th. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm happy for you. I'm really proud of you. That's unbelievable. Thank you. And, and so now when you look at your overall wellness, that's a whole nother yeah. layer on this. You're not messing yeah. around. You are very intentional about your own health, but also helping others. Um, yeah. This is, you're, you're pretty serious about this. I, I am. Um, and I, it's really nice that you bring it up in that way, you know, helping yourself to help others. I think of wellness or like my existence in two buckets. One is my connection to myself and the other is connection to the world around me. And, um, you know, for all of the listeners and, you know, this is Ben talking to Ben, but, you know, being the best version of me allows me to contribute in the greatest way to everyone that I come in contact with. And there's this massive ripple effect where when you're, you know, a beacon of light, for the people in your immediate vicinity, they in turn, you know, stand the greatest chance to also be a beacon of light for the people that they impact. Mm. And so, um, you know, we're doing that with, I'm, like I said, incredibly lucky. The musicians I work with get to touch millions of people uh, on, on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, I would be naive if I didn't at least, you know, recognize the fact that the work that they're doing, you know, on themselves is invaluable to their ability to perform not only on stage every night, but also, you know, in the writing process and the recording process sure. and just, just as being incredible humans. So, mm. you know, that's just a small example of, of, 
you know, what could happen to any person who decides to make a commitment for themselves and, and really be intentional. You use the word intentional, which I think is the perfect word, mm-hmm. but to be intentional with where they place their time, their effort and their attention. Yeah, that's wise, really wise. You know, um, I'm a big believer that, if, you know, by the way, we talk a lot about leadership in our podcast episodes, yeah. but we're all leaders. You don't have to be in business or wearing of course. a tie. But, but the um, self-leadership precedes team leadership. And in other words, by taking care of yourself first and really focusing on what you need first, that's how you become a much more effective leader. I I always look at, especially younger, well, it doesn't have to be younger leaders, but leaders in corporate America, I'll, I'll, I'll go there, Ben, and I see how many hours they work and they view yeah. their worth. You brought this up. They, they view their worth in their, in their job and they put way too much time and effort into the work and being a leader at work when really foundational are things like, this is in your area now, sleep, yeah. nutrition exercise, spirituality. And yeah. so pick up from there, because I think you're really onto something that all of us as listeners now can benefit from. It's much, you know, being a great leader starts with us. Yeah. Well, you look at it as like holistic leadership or well-rounded leadership, right? There are different buckets or different verticals, like sure there's leadership in terms of performance at your job. But if you look at, uh, you know, me as an individual or you yourself as an individual, there are so many aspects to you that are more than just your job, like you are not your job or what the thing that you do. Um, And I like to think of leadership, you know, there are, there are layers to leadership, just like there's layers to ice baths, but it's like (laughs) through, through example, through example, I stand the greatest chance to positively impact those that I lead. And so it's like, if you're the guy that's stuck at the office all day, what is that saying to your, to your subordinates or your peers, or even like the people that you're, that you're serving? It's, you know, I think there's more to it than that. And if you, and if you leave, if you neglect, um, you know, if you neglect yourself, then long-term you're neglecting the mission, mm-hmm. which like that, like goes back to my, to my military upbringing, but yeah, but it's, it's mission, mission first. Sure. But like you have, you have to take care of yourself so that you stand a better chance of serving that mission long-term. It's good. Now for everyone listening, uh, I don't care what time of day it is. Look at your calendar <laughs> and here's my challenge to you. Um, Go ahead and put an appointment with yourself on your calendar, probably 4 p.m. today. And that appointment is, it could be things, something like going to take a spin class or a CrossFit class or going to take an ice bath <laughs> yeah, or or doing something with that. And you hit, hit the point. Um, leaders, leaders are really, they need to be aware of the fact that everyone's want, watching when the leader leaves the office. And if you're, if you're a leader that leaves at 7 p.m., there's a lot of people that are just hanging around because they think they can't leave before you. So do your team a favor, yeah. get a hobby, focus on your wellness and get out totally. of the office. It doesn't have to be this massive step in any direction. It's just the next right manageable step. So if that means like taking a second to do a couple deep breaths, there you go. You know, like in the middle of your day, set a, set a calendar reminder to take a couple deep breaths, to stand up from your desk, to grab a glass of water. You know, there are so many intermediate steps. You mentioned cold bath or, 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 you know, getting in the cold tub, like get in a cold, like if you're going to take a shower today, just turn the last 10 seconds cold or, you know, something like that. I just, I see very often that a lot of people, especially hard charging leaders who are like, Oh, it has to be black or white. It's either this or it's that there's so much gray. There's so much between. And if we can just live in the gray a bit more, I think people will find that there are more sustainable ways to live a more well-rounded life. Okay. That's great. That's why you are the performance coach. I love that. 
very very my good. whole my whole job my whole entire job is to show people that like like you're on the right track like everyone yeah. is generally on the right track you generally know what you should be doing next i'm just here to be like look like there's probably a different way or there's probably a couple steps between where you want to go and where we are now and like mm -hmm. we can take those steps together that's cool. All right. Well, now yeah. let's let's talk about some of the things that you've observed over the years. You're working, as you said, you're coaching people every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm familiar with some of the more the basics of of fitness. But where yeah. does I, look? I got to tell you, nutrition. I'm just so confused by it all. I, I really am. I mean, I've I've had apps. I've had you know tracking calories, yeah. macros, and give us your advice about how does, how important is nutrition in this whole dynamic and give us some tips and where, where we should start. Yeah. I think that nutrition is one of those things like po politics and religion where it can be, it can be incredibly decisive, uh, you it know, is. divisive yeah. and, uh, and people tie themselves to their methodology. Um, and I, we haven't talked about it yet, but something that I speak about a lot is like when you're dogmatic about something, you often miss a lot. If I'm tied to this one ideology, then I'm going to miss a lot of stuff that might not align exactly with that ideology. Um, and nutrition is one of those things similar to fitness, similar to, you know, really anything else. If you are neglecting or omitting a complete, let's call it macronutrient or a complete food group or a complete this, that, or the other, then you might be missing the point. You might not, um, yeah. you know, because ultimately it's what's most sustainable for you. That's going to give you the most, uh, you know, valuable result. But, uh, but what I like to think about with nutrition is, and this is just me talking uh, for myself, is I like to eat plants. I like to eat animals. I like to eat uh, things that grew in the ground and had a face. Yeah. I want to eat and I want to eat until I'm satiated. I'm not going to be overstuffed and I want to be able to live, uh, you know, a high functioning life. And, and so there are people, you know, some people that I work with need to count their calories. They want to count their calories. Mm. They want to do, they want to do macros. They want to do something more specific. But I think ultimately, if you're eating enough protein and you stay generally inside of a range of calories that serves your body weight, your activity level, uh, you know, and the things that you want to pursue in your life, then you're on the right track. I like to see people eat animal based protein sources because yeah. we just the data <laughs> shows that they perform better in their lives long term. Mm -hmm. um, and then leafy green vegetables and fruit are a really nice thing to add in. And so my diet looks a lot like eating red meat. I eat chicken. I eat fish. I like rice and potatoes. I eat fruits, vegetables, and I drink a whole bunch of water. Um, well, that's like a pretty balanced, that's a pretty diverse uh, palette yeah. there. You're not, you're not honing in on one particular thing. No, there's been, I mean, there's been periods in my life. And so, you know, part of the work, my first ever coaching job, I was working, I had a, a nutrition coaching business. My first oh. ever like real professional coaching business was a nutrition coaching business. Uh, you know, it was paired with the personal training work that I was doing. Um, I myself suffered with an eating disorder for majority of my twenties, my late teens, um, anorexia turned into a bit of binge eating disorder and then that into bulimia. And it's oh a thing that I, it's a thing I still, I still suffer with. I still think about, uh, you know, now I just have the tools to navigate those feelings. Um, but I notice when I get myself too, too in the weeds about what I'm consuming, like if I start like being incredibly strict then that opens me up for, you know, that same type of thinking, those same type of like, you know, really strict negative, um, like lens, that negative lens that I'm looking at food and food is really just a tool. It's an incredible fuel source for you to have, you know, the best life that you could possibly have. And, uh, 
And so, like I said, people need to do the thing that's most sustainable for them. But like I myself, as like an athlete, as a human, and as an advocate for other people, an example for other people to look to, I I like to eat things that grew in the ground, how to face, um, and keep me feeling the best. Keep me, yeah. keep me feeling my best. Yeah. You know, I was traveling. I do a lot of travel for business. I was at the airport yeah. and I went into... I was hungry. I didn't pack my proper food, you know, by that yeah. meaning a protein bar, something a little more cleaner sure. than the deck. Anyway, I walked into this, you know, place where they sell the books and all that. And I just, for the first time, I'd looked around Ben and I thought, oh my gosh, this, the, there's nothing but processed food everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. And it's such a challenge right now to eat well. And I need, I need your coaching on this. Or is that just a cop out? Because I bought, I bought these. They're called these pop pop tart snack bites. Can you imagine yeah. a more horrible food? But I bought them and I ate yeah. them versus a banana. So it, so it, is it is it my fault or is it <laughs> is it the fact we got so much processed food everywhere? Um, I think it's I think it's too full. I think like part of it is part of it is that what's put in front of you is the thing that you're probably going to turn to just because it's readily available. Yeah. But then also like. I play this game where I'm like, oh, like nothing matters. Like it's super chill and everything's laid back and you're going to be just fine. But also on the flip side, like it is the onus is on you as the individual to lead yourself and to lead the people that you interact with by making incredible choices. Yeah. And some some choices are are a bridge too far. And maybe in that moment, you know, the Pop-Tart bites are what you choose over the banana. But I um, nothing re- nothing is really that grave. You know, so like you, you can go. have your pop, you can have your pop tart bites and have the best possible experience ever, um, and still be able to reach your fitness goals. It's just like where do those pop tart bites sit in relation to all the other things that you do? And okay. um, so I would be lying if I said I never had pop tart bites. I eat a whole bunch of, <laughs> I eat a whole bunch of foods that you would think, oh my god, you shouldn't eat those. Yeah. But I just know how they sit in relation to the other foods that I consume and how they serve well. the greater goal. And so. So next time, maybe you have a banana or, you know, next time you plan ahead and, and bring something with you or like, you know, it's just, it's all data and you yeah. just make a different decision or the same decision later. And you know what? Everything's going to be just fine. I love it. And the way you talk about it though, is there's no shame. You're not shaming. No, me, good will, God. No, but I'll tell you no what, way. tell you what, Ben, um, here's the motivation for me never to do that again. I felt horrible. <laughs> I felt horrible. Yeah. I mean, so not not even the mental side of uh, you know that what I just articulated yeah. to you, but the whole flight, yeah. I just felt bad as a, and so yeah. I just need to anyway. So um, this is a thing that's actually a really great point. This is something that you know, it's uh, it's uh, I love when I hear people say like yo I was wrong or I like you know I didn't have all the information and they change their perspective or they change their point of view or their stance on a topic, and yeah. a younger Ben, a younger coach. Army officer Ben, 24-year-old Ben would have been like, you know what? It doesn't matter. The nutrient quality doesn't matter. You just eat the calories that you need to eat and everything will be fine. I would, I would urge people like, you know, soldiers or like friends or even myself, like eating the food is better than not eating anything. Mm. And in some instances, that's true. A young Ben who's trying to be big and strong to be the best possible soldier he can be, sure. Like eat whatever you need to eat to get the work done. Yeah. Do that. Um now as an adult, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I'm a bit older. I can see, you know, I'm not as young and as spry as I used to be. Um, I place such a high importance on nutrient quality. I, that's the most important thing for me. So I'm yeah. looking to not really eat any processed foods. 
Um, you know, it happens every once in a while. I'm also trying to limit sugar in my diet. And just yes. to that point that you just made, I feel so much better. Right. And that's just subjective. I feel so much better when I remove sugar from my diet. And like, yeah. like two years ago, I would have said the opposite. I'd be like, no, it doesn't matter. You're yeah. fine. But I feel so much better. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, you're 32. So I could be your dad. Yeah. I have a 32 year old <laughs> daughter. So, you know, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. And, and uh, for those who haven't tried what Ben is suggesting, again, there's no shame here, but I, I'm, I'm piling oh. on to this idea. A couple of years ago, I, I tried to eat a little bit cleaner and, uh, yeah. you know, just because I'm addicted to sugar and, yeah. and I, re I removed a lot of those processed foods. Yeah. And I, I, it's tough to explain, Ben. And and for those who are listening, if you haven't tried it, you don't get it either, but I'm inviting you to try it. I felt so much better. It's not that I was feeling bad yeah. before, but there's a whole nother level how you feel. And the yeah. men, I, my mental clarity is like I was in the matrix. I was just yeah. thinking so clear. It's really unbelievable. In terms of like men, mental energy, but then also physical energy, like the two together, you feel like a different person. You do. Uh, I, said it, I said it earlier, but it's been my refrain for as long as I've been a coach, but if it grew in the ground or it had a face, it's probably okay to put in your mouth. Like that's, <laughs> that's my, that's my lens that I look through everything. And I'm like, okay, they're plants, animals. Like uh, that's what I'm into. Um, in terms of like being more specific about what people need to do, like if they're interested in counting or getting a little bit more granular, what I like to, what I like to suggest is a higher protein diet. So you're probably looking at about a gram, gram or so of protein per pound of body weight. Mm. Uh, if you're, if you're, you know, incredibly overweight or, or you might want to like lose a significant amount of weight, then maybe that's like a gram per pound of ideal body weight. So like someone who's like significantly overweight. Um, and then what you would do is look for a calorie value and there's calorie counters and things all over Google. And, and, you know, you can, you can find what calorie value might be appropriate for your activity level, your body size, maybe even your dieting history. Good. And then what you would do is look to eat the amount of, pro, uh, the amount of protein that's appropriate. So in, in grams, that's a certain calorie value. And then just backfill your calories with, with healthy nutrient dense foods. And like, don't get too, don't get yeah. too weird about it. You know, yeah. like it, it all works itself out. <laughs> don't make it weird is what I'm hearing. No, but... like, just don't, just don't be weird. Just, and, you know and like, you know what that means. Yeah. Like we all generally know. We do. In fact, that is the title of this podcast episode. There it is. <laughs> don't make it weird with yeah. Ben Smith. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you mentioned earlier about this dogmatic fitness culture. You made reference yeah. to it. I yeah. got to go back on that. What is what do you see about this dogmatic fitness culture? Helpful not? What do you see? I don't think it's helpful at all. Um I think that people and we can go more in depth about what I mean, but it's like people get really yeah. tied to their idea their ideology and the things that they think are great and they probably are great is the thing, but when you don't expose yourself to other methods of training or other methods of eating, then like like I said, you kind of lose yourself in in your thing, your insular group. Um and like maybe that works for some and maybe it doesn't. What I think is the biggest problem at the moment with with fitness culture specifically or like the social media or digital fitness world is that um, you go on the Insta you go on Instagram or you go on the internet and you see 48,000 different ways to handle the problem or the thing that you're trying to solve. Right. And it's like, which one do I choose? How do I navigate this? Like this guy says one thing, that guy says the other thing. And, and hopefully it comes across, but my goal is to just show you that like, maybe it's not 47,000 different things. It's like, maybe you pick one or two things and they're probably a lot far more simple than you think. It's not some clickbait, uh, yeah. you know, social media 
thing. And I'm like a social media guy, which is crazy, but like, it's something far more simple that you can probably implement in your life today. Like, let's get a little more sleep. Let's leave the office a little earlier. Yeah. Maybe we go for, go for a walk today. That would be cool. You eat some extra protein and then you like resistance train a couple times a week and you'll watch your life just improve. These are simple. These are really simple steps you are recommending. And I didn't know what to expect uh, when I, before the interview, but I honestly, well, no, I, I expected it something a little bit more hardcore, to be honest, what you're laying out here is not, is, is not <laughs> no. uh, difficult. Um, it's no. refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah. And so, and so if you, if you decide to choose a simple path, then that energy that would be put into like, so we only have like a certain amount, let's call energy like finite for today. Right. Like yeah. if I have, if I have to make, the plan difficult. I have to spend all this mental energy deciding what I'm going to do, sifting through, oh my God, there's 47,000 different ways to navigate this thing. That training session seems really long and really stressful. Then I'm probably not going to be able to devote the energy that I need in the actual training. So what I like to do is make it really simple. And then I want you to try really hard. I want you to care a lot because when you care a lot about a few things, then you win. You do less, but you do it better. And that's where the results come. Hmm. You do less that you do less things. Simplify it all. Simplify yeah. your life. Like this can apply not just in fitness and your wellness, but everywhere. Do fewer things and do them to the highest of your ability. Hmm. You mentioned earlier in our conversation that uh, you want to be 70 years old. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> what I heard is you want to be 70 years old and you want to, you yeah. want to have a, a uh, have some longevity, some function. Yeah. You want to be able I want to, to still be it. lifting weight. Yeah. There we go. All right. So yeah. What, what is, uh, what is Ben at 70 year, 70 years old look like? And then I've got to follow up on that. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll lead into this with a little story, but if I only knew, so I'm, like I said, I'm 32. If I only knew at 20, how I would feel at 32, I would have probably made some different decisions at 20 with my training, with my nutrition, with my sleep, most specifically. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you know, there's a, there's a saying inside the fitness world, if only more 20 year olds knew that they should train like they were 40, you know, instead <laughs> of waiting until they're 40 to figure it out. Um, what I'd like to be doing at 70 is something very similar to what I do now. I resistance train a couple of days a week. I walk every single day. I eat nutrient dense, high quality foods. I drink a whole bunch of water and I try really hard to get eight hours of sleep a night. Huh. And I want to do that well, for the rest tell of Tell me this. So for everyone listening who may be having maybe a little whispers thinking, you know what? Yeah, this, this is resonating with me. I too yeah. want to be 70 years old and moving well and, and, uh, lifting, being able to lift my grandkids and all those yeah. things. What would be just a couple of things they, they might, uh, start doing? Yeah. Um, so these are the two things that I tell everyone who's interested in starting a fitness journey, or maybe like increasing their exposure to fitness and, and, uh, you know, resistance training specifically, it doesn't have to be resistance training, but first find an activity that excites you, something that you might be curious about, because if you are interested in the thing, you're going to pursue it long-term, or you're going to be more inclined to continue participating. That's for sure. So Find something that you're interested in. And then second, I would enlist the help of an external accountability source. Ooh, ooh. And that that could be a friend. It could be a partner. It could be a colleague. It could be a coach. It could be the community at your gym. It could be any number of things. But if you have somebody that is in it with you, you're unstoppable. Mm. And so, and so um, 
for me, you know, not even just in my fitness journey, but like we can use me in my fitness journey right now as an example. So my life is pretty stressful. I'm, I'm moving. I'm like living in my sister's house right now. There's all my boxes. My entire <laughs> life is stacked behind me. Um, there's a lot of stress in my life at the moment. I'm about to leave on a tour. A lot of things happening. Fitness is the last thing on my mind, but I know for sure that it's super important for me to like stay grounded and stay, you know, mentally sane um, and physically fit. And so I've enlisted the help of one of my closest friends and he meets me at the gym four times a week and we train yeah. four times a week together. And so like coaches need this too, you know? And that's so a, um, that's great perspective. Yeah. And I would say too, that you don't need as much as you think you might going back to my earlier point about it, not being black and white. It's like anything is better than nothing. And so if you're sitting there like, Oh, I can't commit to going to the gym seven days a week. Well then don't do that. Yeah. You're going zero now. Well, like one is better than zero. Two is probably mm -hmm. better than one. And then like maybe later, once you get the momentum going, you're up to three, potentially four, and then you're better than 99% of your peers. Right. Yes, for sure. That, and that's, that's all it, and that's, that's just a one, you know, one intentional step in the direction of the things that you say that you want. And then you're off to the races. It's good. You know, you mentioned you're moving, a lot of change going on in your life. What are some of yeah, yeah. the things, yeah, what are some of the things that are happening in 2023 that you're particularly excited about, bringing you a lot of joy and a lot of passion right now? Yeah, I'm really excited about, we're going to be touring again here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited to get back on the road uh, with my guys and um, coaching. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be um, doing a lot more social media, uh, a lot more coaching via the internet. Um, I'm really interested in just giving out as much information as I possibly can. So things like this are just incredible. I'm so thankful to be a part of this. Um, and then also uh, I'm launching an app here in the next, the next couple of weeks. So an opportunity for really anybody to participate anywhere in the world, which is really great. It'll include not only fitness, mostly resistance training, because that is my uh, specialty, That's but, nice. uh, some nutrition. And then, uh, what I'm most excited about is a little bit of that, you know, mindset, self-regulation, uh, even mental health advocacy, which I'm, which I'm most excited about because I think that's the, the missing piece for many people. Yeah. 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 You can just tell though, there's not a, not a lot of hype in what you're doing. This is a compliment. You're, you're very authentic. You. you can, you can tell what you're doing is coming from deep inside and that's really apparent. The, the thing, thank you very much. The thing that uh, makes this so meaningful for me is all of the things that I'm currently helping people navigate are things that I have navigated or am currently navigating myself. Yeah. And so it's, it's people think like, oh, the coach has it all figured out. I have nothing figured out. <laughs> we're, we're in this thing together. We're doing right. this together, you and I right now. And, yeah. and so I say this anytime anyone asks, but, but, I get more out of the work that I do than anyone I interact with. And, yeah. you know, it's a, such a joy for me to, to not only see myself, you know, grow into the person that I hope to ultimately become, but to see other people grow alongside or like me grow with them. You know, it's been really incredible. It's really cool. No, I've enjoyed following you on Instagram and, but yeah. let's, let's talk about that. What is the best way to follow you and keep in touch with all the cool projects and the uh, yeah. things you just mentioned? So if you'd like to follow along, my social media is at Ben V Smith, B-E-N-V-E-E-S-M-I-T-H. Uh, if you'd like to communicate and be tied into all the cool stuff that's coming out here in the next couple of weeks, uh, if you go to my website, benvsmith.com, spelled the same way, B-E-N-V-E-S-M-I-T-H, 
uh, and you enter your email, uh, then you'll be included on my email list, which will get you like access to all the great stuff that's coming out. Um, and then later, once the app is available, we're off to the races. So that's training, cool. nutrition, mindset, uh, and then just a look into like what I'm doing on the road with, with the clients that I serve. And, um, you know, not everybody's a touring musician, but there's so many parallels to the work uh, or, or the, the things that they're navigating on a daily basis to anybody who's in business, you know, managing employees, managing yeah. a family, managing the stresses of a daily life. It's, uh, you know, it's been really interesting to see that myself. So cool. um, yeah, Ben V. Smith is where to go. That's cool. So you are heading out on tour. And yeah. um, if I were to show up at a tour location, which I'm not, I'm not stalking you as a band, <laughs> but if I were to show yeah. up at a tour location and come backstage, yeah. I was, I were to yeah. come backstage before the show or right after yeah. the show, yeah. what, what's, what's happening back there as it relates to the wellness? What's the routine? Yeah. So um, it's more than just before and after show. Mm. So my, my role on tour, um, I'm trying to set the tone for the tour as a whole. Um, you can call me the wellness director, I think oh. is like the, the official title. That's a weird thing to say out loud. But uh, but I am the guy who is, you know, we plan the day start to finish. So we wake up, we have coffee in the morning, talk about what's happening for everybody. So the group is three individuals and then there's an entire team around uh, around them. So it's it's Whoa. not just serv- not just service to the artists themselves, but the entire team. And then uh, so, you know, there's there's morning uh community and intention setting for the day. We train together, we eat together. And then prior to the show, um, a bit of downtime, a bit of connection together as a group. And then we do some breath work before the show. Um, <laughs> they, they perform on stage and then we come off the show, do a little more breath work, some down regulation, and then do ice bath together. So after every show we do an ice bath and then we finish it up with a meal. So, um, again, it's more than just reps and sets and loading in the gym. It's setting the tone. Uh, through, and you said it earlier, intention or being intentional with every single ounce of energy because it matters. Energy is finite. And so for them to give the best performance, we got to take care of everything else outside of that performance. I'm shaking my head. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's how, cool. So how did you, how were you able then to convince the band, all the team to buy in, yeah. buy into this? Or was it, I mean, that's just fascinating to me how the adoption of those practices, that's unbelievable. They care about it just as much as I do. Wow. So it's, uh, there hasn't been any sort of like me needing to pull people along. Um, I'm imagining that that's a scenario. Some of your listeners, the leadership, uh, the people who are in leadership roles in their businesses or even in their families might be experiencing needing to pull people along. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the easiest way to lead is by setting the example through your actions. It's in action, not in your words. And so, um, you know, if there were ever even a question uh, of, of buy-in, you better believe I'm the guy who's, you know, leading the training by being there first, working with them, you know, not just, not just shouting from the, from the corner, I'm working with them or like, you know, an ice bath's a great example. Not everyone wants to participate all the time, but you better believe that the guy who's not even the one who's, who's needing the service. I'm, I'm taking an ice bath every time, um, in the army, in the army, they call it leading from the front. And so, um, you know, I choose to leave from the front I love in my it. life as a civilian. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot to learn there. Hey, Ben, uh, at the end of each podcast, I asked every one of my guests, what is your, yeah. I dare you challenge for our listeners? So what do you think? I dare you to do what, what do you got? I dare you to take an intentional step in the direction of the things that you say that you want. 
You know what that is. You, you know what that is. Take the step. Simple enough. Simple enough. That's a mic drop moment right there. (laughs) So Ben, uh, listen, for me, I'm, what I'm leaving with is I'm, yeah, I'm looking for those simple steps. I, a little bit of breath work during the day, I think would help me. I was just introduced to that recently. Yeah. And so I want to continue that. A deep breath every now and again, I can give your listeners my favorite just in the middle of the day, do it. a tool called a tool called box breathing. So if you imagine a box in the air, your inhales and exhales are going to be the side sides of the box. We're going to hold on the top and the bottom. So if you inhale through your nose, we'll call it just a count of four. So you inhale one, two, three, four. You're going to hold at the top three, two, one, let it out your mouth. Three, two. One, hold at the bottom. Three, two, one. You can repeat this process. It'll be a quick down regulation tool. So in through your nose for whatever count you feel comfortable with, you'll hold at the top for that same count. You'll let it out your mouth for that same count on the way down. And then another hold at the bottom. If you want to transition to nose only breathing, that's also fantastic. But a great place to start is nasal inhales, mouth exhales. We're just looking for opportunities to slow down, to get present. And if you want to add in another layer of complexity, you can just start to notice things around you. Because we go through our days and we just are on autopilot a lot of the time. Well, Ben, this has been a lot of fun getting to know you. Your story is inspiring. And I wish you the best of luck in your new projects you mentioned, but also on tour. Uh, You're doing a lot of good in the world. And thanks for tapping us into some of these projects. It's been a lot of fun having you here. Thanks, Sarah. And I really appreciate it. Okay, that was Ben. What a fun guest. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know I sure did. Now, if you liked it, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Also, who will you share this episode with? I know you're thinking of somebody, maybe a few people. Take that extra step. I appreciate you being here. You got a lot of choices in digital communications, and you're here. And the podcast is growing so fast, all because of you. You're taking that one step, and it's not lost on me. I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. We can help a lot of people by sharing this type of an episode. And now before we go too far, what will be the one thing that you're going to be implementing in your life? And let's narrow it down. What's the one thing you're going to implement in your life starting today? doesn't need to be huge steps, as Ben mentioned, simple steps So what's that one thing you're going to implement in your life today? And remember, it doesn't have to be these big leaps. Start small and build from there. Now, this interview reminded me about the importance of eating just a little bit cleaner. It surfaced for me how much better I feel when I eat less processed foods and less sugar. And if that describes you, uh, I invite you to join me on this. Let's just reduce the amount of processed foods we're eating. Replace that with an apple, banana, vegetables, small steps. That's what I'm going to do. So if you're looking for one thing, try it. Reduce that processed sugar, the simple sugar, and just watch how much better you feel and how much clearer you're going to think. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, at I Dare You Pod. There you're going to find exclusive content you won't find anywhere else, behind-the-scenes video snippets, including of this interview with Ben. Okay, thanks for being here. Episode 62 is next week. I want to thank you for tuning in. Every guest is a little bit different, but every interview has got some practical tips you can put into your life to help you reach your goals faster and live the life you want. So I'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for being here.